Time to strap on your boots, throw that title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the brothers of discussion. Yeah, Mike, Matt. Uh, let's do. Uh, you know, I'll do this real quick because you always, you ask me to do it because I feel like I always forget. Do it. Uh, go to bodpodcast.com for everything brothers of discussion. That's bodpodcast.com. Go to at bodpodcast on Twitter, and you can actually find us the same way on Facebook, bodpodcast. And then uh, if you're listening now, we would really appreciate it. Give us the old review. I don't care what rating you give us. If you're going to give us a low one, you don't need to feel like you need to review. But everybody else, go ahead, give us a review. (laughs) Uh, Subscribe as well. iTunes, SoundCloud, really anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us, except for Spotify. Uh, But yeah, go iTunes and SoundCloud are the main main go. Uh, But again, BOD Podcast for everything. Uh, BODpodcast.com. You can find the Facebook, the Twitter, uh, our blogs. Uh, the podcast itself you can find ways to subscribe you can contact us matt go there have fun but mike did we have fun yesterday no i that was that was a not great show the greatest royal i would like to open up with a quote from harry potter if i may uh olivander the wand maker um in book one uh chapter five uh quote said he this is in um, regards to Lord Voldemort, uh, he who must not be named did great things, terrible, yes, but great. I think that quote perfectly sums up, quote unquote, the greatest Royal Rumble. It was great, <laughs> but terrible, absolute wall to wall insanity. I can't. I, the. <laughs> Um, I want to thank J.K. Rowling for that line. Um, it it was it was a large event. It was in a large stadium. Um, it was a large card with the the biggest names in WWE. Um, yep. Let let me let me edit that statement. The largest male names in WWE. Um, it it, it it left a lot to be desired. I think when we saw the card, we, we thought we were getting basically an extra pay-per-view. And I would say what happened is there's a five-hour uh, house show um, that featured yep. The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Uh, we we did not get... Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I put the question out yesterday on, on Twitter. I mean, not properly named... Uh, I don't know if it's like, uh, it was just one of those things where like the offer came up, you know, we need to do a show in Saudi Arabia. Um, and they were like, but you, you know, if you're going to do a show that you always do, which is the Royal Rumble, I want this one to be called the greatest. Like, I, I feel like there was that sort of silly conversation that went on where they're like, well, you can't just do a normal Royal Royal Rumble. You you have to you have to go that extra mile with us. We, we this is that important. This is us trying to become more westernized. You know, we are we're 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 bringing in sports to Saudi Arabia. We're we're yeah. becoming 
a more liberal society. Yep. And, uh... Yeah, ladies, I, ladies could do stuff now. Well, not a lot of stuff, but they can almost drive in June, so... Yeah? Yeah, it's... I, I, I don't understand why that actually was mixed into the show. I, you know, uh, I think there's some, uh, some mixed feelings about that, but... If you've ever been to Disney World at Epcot, every country gets to make a little montage video, and uh, I liked their Epcot entry uh, for Saudi Arabia. <laughs> we got to see the greatest of their architecture, we got to see um, some sporting events taking place there, and we got footage of two women in driver's ed. It's pretty exciting stuff. Um, they weren't officially on the road, it was still just driver's ed in a parking lot, but um in just in just a few short months we will have women on the road very exciting um yeah just like it's not like i watched that and i went oh this is that's great you know like it's not like we we aren't doing that and we were being taught this like i i don't know if it was I, I don't know, just the efforts by the WWE to show that, where I think it should have been more about the greatness of Saudi Arabia. Like, I I don't know, it just it doesn't fit for us to, to see them so far behind culturally and to see that they're taking the tiniest, itty-bitty little step. Yeah. It just doesn't... I mean, it's, it's not like we were being told, yeah, this is the first time uh, women are performing. Nope, not allowed. Uh, Mike, we thought Sami Zayn was going to be at the show. You know why he wasn't at the show? Um, I, I think I read something, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me. All right. Yes, it is his cultural and religious background. Sami Zayn's not allowed to be on the premises. He's not allowed to be in the show. What the f- What? I, I, so like they, that, they must be really the, lining uh, Vince's pockets. Um, right, it must be a pretty be, lucrative deal. Um, because there's the side of you where you you, you think, okay, they are taking some steps, uh, so maybe we support that. But where's where's the side of us that's like, you know what, you guys need to take ten more steps. You need to take a hundred more steps. Uh, we represent certain things with the WWE. And we can't get behind the kind of, uh, I don't know, cultural norms. Yeah, that, I mean, that, we've been getting a lot of a lot of promos, right a lot of uh, uh, you know messages of acceptance. Um, it was yeah. it was what two weeks ago at WrestleMania when Finn Balor was wearing the had the entourage of um, like the LGBT community behind him. He had his new jacket yeah. with the um, like uh, pride colors on it. Yeah, um, and then, uh, you know, Corey Graves let us know that the Valor Club and the Bullet Club are for everyone. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> so, we, you know, we didn't get to see Sami Zayn. Uh, we did not get to see a single member of the, the women's roster. They weren't even allowed, like, backstage to do interviews or promos. Um, yeah. You know, maybe driving a car. You know, that would have been fun to see in Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was a bizarre It was a bizarre presentation. Um it's a bizarre choice uh, by the WWE to participate, and and now and now that the show's done, bizarre to have it on the network. I don't know. Did we get a lot out of that, Mike? I don't know if there's any match you're ever gonna rewatch in your life. 
I, I would say the closest thing, and uh, I'm going to get get right into it here with our hot tag segment. Um, Yay! If you're going to name, you know, some people who actually, you know, improve their stock through this, this very, very bizarre, uh, very quiet, uh, massive event in Saudi Arabia... Four people who got themselves over uh, were the people participating in that ladder match for the Intercontinental title. Um, it seemed like the only match the Saudi Arabian crowd really, you know, got up out of their seats to applaud. Um, Seth Rollins was, he won it in fantastic fashion. Um, uh, springboarding off the ropes onto the top of the ladder and yeah. just beating Finn Balor to that belt. Um Samoa Joe was was violent and dangerous, uh, doing it, taking a lot of spots on the ladder. Uh, Miz was his usual, you know, sneaky, greasy, you know, dirty villain, uh, trying to recruit Joe halfway through the match. And um, Finn, you know, he got to do a couple coup de gras onto people onto ladders. Um, he was just just fingertips away from winning. Um, it's not quite time for him to win that title yet. You know, let him and Seth Rollins kind of feud for a while. You know, it's, Seth just won it. You don't want it to be, you know, one of those hot potato situations. You know, we've we've kind of gone over this. It, it gives the title a little more value to let somebody hold on to it for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, like they do in NXT all the time. Um, you know, Miz had held it for a long time. Um, and, you know, we know that Brock is, I guess, never losing the WWE title. Uh, but Matt... Um, outside of that Seth Rollins match, or if you just want to touch on that, um, that Intercontinental match, anything, anything else really, like, but, you know, kind of, kind of push some people, um, as far as making them look stronger, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head right now, cause, uh, like, shaking my head, no, I, I just, like, we, you, I, we learned pretty quick. That the show was very low stakes, um, and even even in the ladder match, like I, I might go as far to uh, to maybe just, you know, uh, I I just didn't feel anything was in danger of being lost for Seth. So that's where for me I never like once once we learned that this was just. You know what? This is just a show that we'll never bring up again. Um, this isn't really pertinent to anybody's storyline. Like, I mean, maybe it'll be mentioned. You know, obviously, something like uh, you know Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt walking away with the titles. That's something that had to happen. Right. But we knew it would happen. It wasn't anything where that we had any question. Uh, so, so that was just, you know, even the John Cena and Triple H like. That was that was a pretty safe match. Not not too many too many risks going on there. Like it's cool to see them fight, but again, all all, all we learned like quick into that into that day. I was gonna say into the night, but it was just these are low stakes. Uh, nobody's losing anything uh, too dear to them. Um, and and you know they push they push a storyline forward for the Raw Tag Team Championships, but then you know the bar isn't going to be taking the Raw Tag Team Championships to SmackDown. So it's and then and then the fifty man Royal Rumble. I mean you've got a trophy that will mean nothing. Um, yeah, that's so massive that Braun. You know they were like, don't pick it up. You could see Vince. Nope, just leave it there. We have a belt for you. I know. I I really like the <laughs> idea so of that silly. belt. Um, 
Because is it going to be... So Braun, he's now going to have gold that he gets to wear around the office. Um, is he ever going to get to defend that thing? Like, are they going to periodically no, that's why it's silly. No. What, what is he going to do? Like, just take it to next year's Royal Rumble? I, I don't know. We did get uh, we did get a couple silly. you know fun moments out of that rumble. Um, you know, like you know, Braun got to set the elimination record. Um, he got to beat Roman Reigns' record, so that's that's kind of nice. Um, yeah. Kind of spread the wealth a little bit. Um, also, on the same night that you know Ray Mysterio makes another comeback, he used to hold the record for longest participation in a rumble. Um, Daniel Bryan got to snatch that away from him. Um, yeah. We had some pretty funky debuts too um some nxt guys kind of off the map um roddy strong just has to be everywhere <laughs> they're trolling and you now they they know you don't yeah. like roderick strong um <laughs> he's gonna be fighting brock lesnar for the title next week he is he's gonna tag team with nakamura um one of my favorite things too was michael cole kept calling shinsuke nakamura shin um just want to rehash. Well, it's just, just want to rehash a, a joke <laughs> that I put on Twitter that I'm really looking forward to. Michael Call calling AJ Styles a Shin and A going at it. Go get him, A. You know. Uh, but uh, coming out of that rumble, I, the other the other you know kind of fun thing was Braun, um, uh, Daniel Bryan. Jesus Christ, those marks on his chest—they just put that up on Instagram. I don't know if you got to see that. It looks like no. he got swiped by a tiger. Like it's just huge red, like bleeding marks. Um, and you, yeah, that, that's that's another Roderick Strong thing. That uh, yeah, he's he's leaving his mark um, on WWE. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Um, I don't know if anybody really like came out looking like like gold. I mean, I think we kind of had an idea that the winner was either going to be Daniel Bryan or Braun Strowman. Um, so the writing was kind of on the wall for that, especially when it was down to Big Cass and uh, Strowman. You know, in this big event, you don't want to have heels winning, especially at a essentially a house show. Um, right. Yeah, that's that's the other thing too. Like when I mentioned how low stakes this was, like I just I never got on the edge of my seat. Like I I was never. I don't know. I, I was more intrigued with how many people were looking at our Twitter account than what was going on <laughs> in these matches. Like, That's a- I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm a little... I think at the time, I was definitely sore. Like, I, I mean, sore with the WWE. I was just... I, I, I was a little angry at what we were... What it, this could have been. And then, like, angry with myself, going, why didn't... Wait, why did you think this would be anything but a house show? Like, <laughs> yeah, more angry with yourself for expecting more. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was uh, it was uh, the way that rumble was booked too. It was kind of like a like a nineteen, you know, ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, where most of the entries were just like each representative of some lower tier tag teams. Um. Yeah, and the biggest bummer for me was that Tucker Knight from Heavy Machinery debuted, but not Otis uh, Dozovich. I really wanted to see Dozovich out there <laughs> doing the worm. Uh, yeah, huge fan of that guy. Uh, I love his promos. I love that you can hear him, uh, like on the on the mic on the camera, like ah, <laughs> come on, Tucker, like just yelling the whole match. Um, I still can't believe that guy's twenty six years old. Otis, we love you to death, but 
You look like... It looks like he's been in the game for a while. Yeah, he looks like a 15, 20-year vet. Um, Yeah, getting his first shot with the WWE. (laughs) Like, oh my god, that guy. Yeah, like he's having his Eric Young moment. Um, But really, he's just, he's uh, he's a baby. He's a little baby. He's a wrestling baby. Yeah. so I got to think that's the reason that they're they're holding him. Uh, they they know what they have in that guy. He's you know he's. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, now we're gonna get off topic, but. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Tucker Knight got to you know get a little exposure, hang out with some of the WWE main roster guys. Um, yeah. I don't know the the rest of the you know surprise entrance. Everybody kind of knew Ray was popping out, especially when Jericho spoiled it. Uh, he also spoiled Mark Henry. I don't know if he was supposed to be doing that, but... Uh, well, I think they announced uh, WWE had oh, a Oh, did they say something about that? Okay. Yeah, about those guys being in it. Yeah, they, I mean, to me, they're they're even the great Kali they announced. Um, I guess, I mean, when you if you went around town, he was on all the billboards, too. Uh, I mean, not that we were in Saudi Arabia, but yeah. uh, they showed... <laughs> they showed the wrestlers going around town, and Great Kylie's on there. Um, I was fine with yeah, that, but not... you know, then they also put out Hornswoggle, and he he can't even do the tadpole splash anymore. It's just, ooh, just just kind of an embarrassing showing. Like, yeah, most... I mean, when Corey, Corey Graves was making that comment about him being four hundred and fifty pounds, <laughs> like three foot nine and four twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was definitely a real legit shot at, <laughs> at how Hornswoggle should not have been in that match, and he let himself go. Yeah, I mean, um, he's got his WWE money. He's probably been, you know, resting on his laurels. Good for him. You know, just maybe not make him participate in a rumble. You know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, actually, on top of that too, uh, Mark Henry, uh, did it hurt your knees when you saw him get tossed oh, over that, the ropes? That hurt, yeah, it hurt that my hurt knees. us. I can't believe they made him lift a sumo wrestler out of the ring. Uh, yeah. What the. F- he couldn't even he couldn't even run i his entrance was longer than the undertakers i it took him forever and then when he was just trying to get through the ropes it was like all right left no wait right foot no yeah left foot first and then the kind of and then roll in careful hold on like like that was he plotted that out he definitely like was going step by literally step by step but trying to figure out, all right, he just looked, don't. He kind of looked like. Don't let your knees buckle. Yeah, he looked like <laughs> he looked like an ent with like uh, from Lord of the Rings with a bunch of orc arrows in his legs. Like, it it didn't. Yeah. It, it looked very painful. Um, well, that that goes back to you know him plotting everything out. Like, uh, in in for ents, you have to take a long time to figure out what you want to say because it takes a long time to say anything in entish. Uh huh. See, if it's going to take Mark a long time to get down to the ring, I mean, everything had to be plotted out perfectly. It's yeah. Like, it, just, you, you you can't go from one corner to the other if we're going to need you in this third corner. You just wait over here in this third corner till Daniel Bryan is ready to take some more punishment. And then, <laughs> and then keep going. Um, yeah, I, you know, it, it definitely reminded us of, you know, uh, Kyle Broflowski from right. South Park when he got his leg extensions and he took, like, one step and the whole thing snapped in half. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of, too. I really thought he was going to go tumbling over that top rope and we were just going to see his little stump, like, two thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, as far as, you know, um, quality wrestling, this was maybe one of the worst pay-per-views we've ever seen. Uh, but it was oh. arguably the funniest uh, pay-per-view we've ever seen. 
Um, yeah, I'll just say too, like even the announcers didn't give a f- like, like they did not give a fuck. I, no, <laughs> like I mean, hearing Corey Graves and Adam Cole try and defend that whisper in the wind. Oh, yeah, I don't know what oh happened to Gender. I don't know what why he wasn't trying to catch Jeff Hardy. I don't know what happened. Uh, but a total whiff. And what was their excuse? They said the impact from Hardy hitting the mat yeah. caused Jinder to fall down. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we, we felt it over here in Michigan, like, when Hardy yeah. fell. It's just, yeah. <laughs> That's so dumb. I know, that was, uh, what was that Eugene Levy movie, A Mighty Wind? Like, that really knocked out poor Jinder. <laughs> A um, Mighty Whisper in the Wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Undertaker, yeah, like Undertaker and the Lightning. Don't... Jeff Hardy had the mighty wind uh, blowing behind him there. <laughs> yeah, most people don't know that. They think that uh, Hardy's main point of contact is the back or the leg, oh. but it's actually just as hard as he can hit the ground. Yes. That's how he yes. brings the guy down, yep. especially someone as big as Jinder Mahal. You have to do, you know, really, really cat- catapult yourself up into the air. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, I, it was, you know, yeah, the more you know, it, you know it. You know what I'm going to say is, like, the crowd was kind of sitting on their hands this whole event. Um, Sami Zayn didn't even get to show up. I know he's he's pretty well-liked. Um, obviously, we didn't have a single member of the women's division. It it almost seemed like some of these guys were trying to sabotage the show or just kind of throwing a middle finger up, you know, with their performance. Um, especially well, Titus O'Neil. Like, yeah. he didn't even want to participate in the Rumble, so he tried to trip and hide under the ring. <laughs> Oh, that would be wonderful if that's why he did that. Uh, I can't, like, I can't stop watching they, that. I, I can't they stop. They showed the replay, like, a hundred times. <laughs> it wasn't even anything. Like, this is the first time, Mike, that they did not try to hide anything. Like, that, that was the same thing with Jeff Hardy. I mean, they were kind of like, uh, what happened there? <laughs> like, they didn't even try to, oh, he just barely nicked him. You know, they do that all the time. Yeah. They do that, oh, he must have just barely caught him with yeah, his Yeah, he didn't quite get all um, of it. Yeah. Yeah, they, they didn't even do that. They're just like, uh, maybe he hit the ground really hard. But then Titus, everybody's laughing. Um, I, the announcers are all laughing. Then they show that replay a dozen times. I mean, it was just... You know, like, hey. you know, the, you know, they might have said something like, you know, it looks like, you know, maybe they didn't iron out the the mat or something, but Titus O'Neil yeah. back in the ring, you know. But, <laughs> you know, Vince is in your headset the whole time, and he wasn't, you know, shut up, stop laughing at Titus, this is a, this is a wrestling event. Like, everybody had the green light. Byron, who's usually pretty quiet and professional, was giggling. Uh, Michael Cole was, you know, <laughs> screaming and laughing, and, you know, Corey Graves was just... He was gone. That was his favorite moment of that whole rumble. <laughs> so to hear the whole commentary team laughing at it, uh, yeah, it it definitely changed. You know how that could have been presented. It definitely made it like, ah, who cares? Let's just laugh it up. Yep. Yeah, this is it's almost done. We're almost done, guys. We can leave. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I think it was appreciated. I think that's that. I think that's the best word. Um, this is a, a ridiculous pay-per-view. No, nothing mattered. It was, you know, it was like, whose line is it anyway? Um, the, you know, there's points, but the points don't count. You know, it, it right. eh, none of the stakes <laughs> matter in these matches. Let Titus do a belly flop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the momentum he took, like, he didn't just do a face plant. He face planted and smeared himself all the way under the ring because all that oil he had on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Poor Titus. 
I mean, I was just watching too, like the um, uh, the seven times that someone screwed up, you know, being eliminated in the in the Royal Rumble, oh. and one of those times was where Titus was supposed to be a new record holder for being eliminated, yeah. and uh, and he screwed that up. See, I'm I just I'm on the fence about. I know what you're referencing. Wasn't it uh, Ambrose and Roman were supposed to double clothesline him right when he entered? Yeah, or Seth. I can't. Yeah, it's it's two of those two of the Shield members. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that um, like Titus screwed that up on purpose because he didn't want to be known as the record holder. You know what I mean? Uh, oh no, yeah. you didn't get me. Uh, keep trying, guys. You know, so he's not quite at that <laughs> Santino level. Or I think now didn't Sheamus take it this year? Or he got pretty close. Yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't. It's uh, who who was who got instantly eliminated yesterday? Ooh, um, I'm trying to run through it because I know we talked about it. Because it, now we, and the the record holders are all pretty close. There's uh, the Warlord. Uh, Santino, Sheamus, and last night, who the heck was it? Um, was it Maria's guy? Oh, you're right. Uh, yep, Mike Canellis. Good call. Yeah, yep. there we go, Mike. Um, making his his <laughs> his debut, I guess, outside of yeah. wasn't he on SmackDown and instead of Raw or a pay per view, this is this is his claim to fame. He's in there for a second. I don't know, Mike. I mean, they they did a fifty man Royal Rumble, and we didn't even get the guys that like we were like, yeah, all the guys from the ladder match will be in there. It really, They're, yeah, it really did play off like a classic. Way too big. Yeah, it, it really played off like a classic Royal Rumble where there was like thirty to forty guys. Like who, who, you know, you'll never yeah. see them again. Uh, <laughs> like I mean, Bray Wyatt wasn't even like what the. I mean, Bray, I, you know what was surprising is that they, they honestly, it's like they, well, we, we chartered a plane to bring, you know, the whole goddamn roster over here, so I had to buy those plane tickets, so you're all, you're all in the rubble. Um, it, it felt like we're getting every single person who came to the Saudi Arabia WWE access, everybody's participating, everybody, get out there. <laughs> Who's that fat guy? Get that sumo guy out there. They put. <laughs> How did this guy get back here? Yeah. Give him a number. Roderick Strong. Every. How did you even get in here? All right, get out there. Go on. I I really hope like sometimes Roderick Strong's just like, wait, where am I? Huh? How did I? Yeah. How did I get? It's, it's definitely becoming now. He's like that. Life? He's like that brown nose guy. Like I'm. I'm here. I'm. I'm ready for work. Fine. Go. <laughs> You know, like in the NFL, he'd be on special teams. He's just—he's still yeah. on the team. He's still on the team. Yeah, he'd—he'd he'd be a slot receiver for the Patriots, no doubt. He'd be the gunner. <laughs> yeah, he'd be the gunner on punt returns. He'd be on the yeah. kickoff team. He's just all God. He still get out of here, God. He's everywhere. I—I I would say that he is for me. He's more like because um, I'm trying to think. You got to think of negative things because like that—that's a positive thing. Uh, Roderick Strong is is sand, because it's just it's it's hard and coarse and it, it gets everywhere, Mike. Oh my it, God! It We're gets gonna quote everywhere. Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know you dislike both of them. That's that's a fair comparison. <laughs> I was gonna say he's kind of oh. like Cheeto dust. He's just he's everywhere. He's in the bag. He's on your hand. He's on your your brow. He's on your lip. Um, but. He but gets does, on your like your your jar that you're drinking out of. I like a nice mason jar sometimes to drink out of. He's he, but he doesn't give you that nice little tasty treat. 
It's a little embarrassing. Well, it's like but... you're about to meet somebody. You're like, oh, I, I didn't know you were coming. And then you're trying to wipe Cheeto dust, and then you got it on your pants. He's just everywhere. <laughs> Ew, you get Roderick Strong all over your pants. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> Ever since he joined the Undisputed Era, I've had just Roderick Strong all over my pants. <laughs> um, I mean, Roderick that Strong. reminds me. Where the hell were the authors of Pain? I Mike, how did we possibly have? How I did would, we have the colognes in there, and then no authors of pain? I like now anybody who wasn't there. I am thinking there's like some sort of reason they're not like there. they must like, have won the lottery. Anybody now? Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, something in the same yeah. vein, vein kind of deal. Yeah, it's <clears throat> like I, I don't know that for sure. I'll, I'll put that out there. If, if this this is the podcast that gets famous, and then everybody's like, you know, that's not true. They're blah blah blah. So I don't even know. You know, I don't know the, the their background or anything. I'm just guessing. Like now, it feels like anybody who wasn't there. Well, There's feels, a reason for yeah, it. Yeah, I like to think. I like to think now that like Sami Zayn was taking a like a Colin Kaepernick. Like he just took a knee and said, "Nope, fuck that. I'm not going in there." Yeah. Um, I I mean yeah, it might not even be something where they said uh, you know to Sammy, "Sorry, Sammy, you can't. You're not allowed in 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 in, in here. What, whatever it is." But you know, maybe it was just Sammy going. Maybe he knew something could happen, so he just backed off. Yeah, like not, nobody knows the real story. I'll throw that out there too with Sammy. Yeah, there's I know all sorts of crazies out there. It's it's not worth it for him, you know, because his wrestling gear still has the um, the Arabic characters on the side. So I I don't I don't want him, you know, something awful happening to him because of some moron. Um, so that's yeah. you know, <clears throat> in real life, the man. I'm I'm glad he didn't go. Um, and it just it oh, just yeah, got it's... really real here on the on the brothers of D here. Yeah, I know. It took a turn. <laughs> yeah, we um, love Sammy. We don't. We don't have anything bad happening to him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it felt like a lot of wrestlers then were were taking a knee. Uh, Sammy, um, I really loved every time you went on Twitter and checked out some of the the female wrestlers. How they kept trolling the crowd. How they kept trolling. Great to see all the men. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that that crowd too. You know, I do not envy. Um, whoever had to run the cameras at ringside, there was yeah, that, that's a tough job. Like you could not, fe- like showcase that that front. Uh, it was like they had it was like an NXT size crowd, like in the proximity to the ring. Then outside of that were the people who were actually there, you know, trying to chant and get excited. Um, but every time you showed those people in that that lower bowl. Man, it was it was just crickets and tumbleweeds. There was nothing down there. Um, God, yeah, most people were on their phone. Um, I was impressed. I mean, people standing up with their backs to the ring. Yeah, like, noticeably not paying attention. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was pretty impressed though. There was one dude. Um, he was about halfway th- about halfway through the card, and he was he was drinking wine out of a glass. Um, pretty impressive wrestling experience there. I, I do, I do wish that we could bring back glass items, but we know fans are stupid and they throw them, but it kind of made it feel like a little, kind of like a little cocktail event. Like, hey, let's, uh, <laughs> me and the boys will get a couple glasses together and, you know, have, we'll have some entertainers, you know, punish themselves for us. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you know, like, it was, it's kind of like, uh, reminded me, like, the difference or like that, 
uh, you know, like you have this impression of what the the racetrack is for for horse racing, and I, I picture a guy that looks like John Candy, you know, with mustache. You got the uh, paperboy cap kind of deal, chubby, um, you know, and, and just not not looking great. And you got some, you got then, people with the binoculars on the wand, just kind of watching. Yeah, I was gonna. Say, so you've got like the the regular old racetracks, but then you've got like the Kentucky Derby, and it's like everybody looks so great like uh, they all look so fancy the big old hats and stuff like that's that's a thing you gotta wear a big yeah, old the hat big lady go gaga the style hats yeah yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's what this was kind of like to me it was like you know maybe there is indie wrestling in saudi arabia but then you know this is it, <laughs> this is it, this is the hoity-toity show you know who, you know who really <laughs> needed to make a cameo i think was uh joaquin phoenix uh, because I think he should have dressed up in his his character's garb um, as Caesar from Gladiator, and I th- <laughs> I think he should have been sitting there drinking from a glass goblet, you know, um, yeah, and then just doing like a polite golf clap, you know, every time there was a another you know devastating move <laughs> in the ladder match or you know Roman and Brock flying through the cage together. Oh. I I would have liked to uh, to see him give the thumbs up or the thumbs down to to a few different things. Uh, I think it would have made sense for the Undertaker match for poor Aiden English. Like, goes in for the choke slam and then Joaquin's got to go thumbs down. Yep. <laughs> I think uh, you know what Vince should have done. He should have had some of his comedy characters. You know, like Aiden English, uh, Rusev. Um, you know, like the fashion police. They should have had them like walking out into that rich crowd and like feeding them grapes and olives. You know, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just really making it look ridiculous. You know, because that's what those people look like. Um, why? Why yeah, are you it, even it, here? Oh. Why are you even here? Like it's just it's just an event. You just it's, know it's a I it's mean, a big time event. You don't care what's happening. You don't care about any of the characters. I don't know. <laughs> what did uh? Uh, Matthew from Botchamania called it the oil mania or something. Oh, the oil. Instead of the Royal Rumble, the oil rumble. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... This, all the tycoons. All those, is... you know, millionaire tycoons are in the front row. They they don't give yeah, a hoot about what was happening. that's big oil. Right, exactly. That's, that's a thing to say that you were there rather than actually wanting to be there. Like, that's... And that's not the crowd that I think the WWE has ever brought in like at wrestlemania even though people spend the big bucks and there aren't there are people there that you know you know i'm gonna make a silly face at the end of the match so i can be on tv like that's a thing but it's still a hot crowd like people still go nuts uh this oh gosh yeah it it kind of looked like everything about this show i i did not like i cannot wait like I, I don't think I've ever said this, and, uh, and and maybe this is how maybe this is strategic. Mike, I can't wait for backlash. <laughs> I can't wait for this to matter again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like backlash's card. Like uh, uh, I think we should get into. Um, let's get into Roman Reigns and, and Brock Lesnar and this silly Universal Championship oh, thing. Um, I I care about like. I want to see meaningful matches, and I think, you know, both of us were under the assumption that we're getting somewhat meaningful matches. Um, you know, my explanation on BODpodcast.com, I, I made a lot of uh, assumptions for, for winners based off of, well, is the crowd even going to know who these guys are? And I think we learned they don't know who these, you know, most of these guys are. Yeah. But, um, you know, I figured Brock 
versus Roman Reigns, if anything was actually going to matter, I thought it was going to be this match, and uh, it didn't. Yes. It had a shitty... It had a, what, what's... Uh, oh, my gosh. Not a false finish. Um, oh, I forget the name for it. You know, and there's like a ref bump finish. Um, anyway... <laughs> Somehow You're listening Brock to Lesnar's... the preeminent pro wrestling podcast here on Brothers of Discussion. <laughs> what are bad guys called? <laughs> um, feet, I think. So, I don't know. Uh, Lesnar's back fat makes it through the cage before Roman Reigns' leg does. Which, I honestly, if you're gonna say that, tell Brock to roll off the damn fucking cage. Don't have him just lay on it and he's hovering above the like he's not out. That was so... Like, if you're going to do something stupid like that, and you're going to make this match not matter, tell someone to put in some effort. Tell one of the... You know, I I don't know. Why do I care? Ugh. But anyway, so we learned that that match obviously didn't matter. Roman Reigns still doesn't have the title. I, You know, we could go on and on about, you know, uh, it was kind of cool to see Roman do that spear through the cage. Yeah, he basically but, uh, DDT'd himself onto the, onto the cement. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but this was an opportunity for Roman to escape the cage and win the title. I thought that's what they were doing. I thought this was, all right, Brock isn't actually losing here. Roman's just going to escape the cage. So you don't, you still don't ha- you're still, still not pin. pinning Brock. Right. But what is it now? What what is it going to take? They try, you know, they did the whole three spears thing, and I think the was it the fourth one then went through the cage. Yeah. So it, this is just Brock's title then, because I don't see what happens next. And it, is there another guy on the roster that is supposed to beat Brock Lesnar? Because I I'm pretty sure there isn't. I mean, and and then going a step further. Sorry, does this mean? Roman's winning the Royal Rumble in 2019 to fight Brock one last time. Uh, what they'll you know affectionately call the lesser Royal Rumble um, in 2019. Uh, <laughs> but, I hope they change it to the better Royal Rumble, oh <laughs> just to like kind of. It couldn't be worse. Little jab. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know about Roman winning the Rumble. I don't. I don't think he really has to do that as much anymore. I think he's probably just going to be involved with the belt. Um, either fighting for it or defending it at that point. Um, I, it's, nobody gets booked like Brock. Uh, I mean, even, even Goldberg, like when he had his winning streak, you know, he, they, they force fed a lot of those victories and, you know, kind of, you know, added some, added some decimal places, you know, where he had maybe 10 in a row and suddenly it was 115. Um... But the way Brock just gets to destroy the entire roster, anybody remotely credible, um, they haven't started booking anyone who's going to beat him. I, I thought it was going to be Roman. We you know we thought this was going to be a bigger event, the the Greater Royal Rumble, greatest, great, I don't know, the Saudi Arabian one. Yeah. Uh, Grr. It's called WWE Grr. <laughs> and the. Twitter. That's what you're going to be saying when you say I called off work for this. Grr. Ah, uh, <laughs> oh, that was adorable. I'd uh, like to see Braun. Yeah, no, I'd like to see point. Roman. You know, we both agree that it it's a trickle-down effect. Once you get it off of Brock, okay, great. He's untouchable. Okay, fine. Just let him be in a Brock bubble. You know, let him... 
Uh, let them fight Braun Strowman for the Greater Royal Rumble belt. You know, let them see who can eliminate more people in five minutes. Uh, that's actually not a bad concept. I would actually like to see that happen. And because we know WWE listens to this podcast, it'll probably be a new pay-per-view. Instead of Great Balls of Fire, it'd be <laughs> Suplex City, bitch. Brought to you by Snickers. You know, and who can, who can suplex more people in ten minutes? Um, so... Once we get it to Roman, you know, we can start having, you know, people just slightly below his weight class beat him, and then people slightly below their weight class, you know, and get a whole, you know, give some other people a shot with this thing. I I can't wait for that UFC contract for Brock, because I'm, I, I can't, I, it was so exciting that first time they did it with Cena, you know, because it was unbelievable, we'd never seen anything like that, but, yeah, just to see that same script over and over and over um outside of the, like, outside of those undertaker matches um in SummerSlam with the the triangle choke hold and the middle fingers and the nut punches um or goldberg shocking the world with the spear it's i, I don't know it's just suplexes he just he de- you know here's what i'll give him credit for at least he's not no selling offense you know, he does seem to stagger around pretty good. Um, and he kind of bumbles yeah. around the ropes after he eats a finisher. I appreciate him doing that. I'm, it's not that he, he's a bad pro wrestler. It's just... I, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready to see Roman. I don't know. I don't need to see him just get beat up for another half an hour. Um, is, that, is that what they're doing? Like, is this... Is this really now, like, all right, right just fine, give it to I'll him. cheer for Roman, <laughs> just get rid of Brock, like, because we're not, we're not getting it at the next pay-per-view, like, we know Brock's holding on to this title at least till, I, I would say SummerSlam, oh, right? Yeah. There's nothing even remotely close that, uh, they're not gonna have, yeah, like, Money in the Bank will be huge without a Brock Lesnar match, uh, I just, I don't know, I mean, and, and, and think about it. Uh, now this year they're doing SmackDown and Raw pay-per-views together. Yep, and this is probably why. Why? Because Brock Lesnar's not going to lose this title till next year's WrestleMania. Oh, man. Because was it, was it really, like, think about it. Was it really because they wanted to give us two huge matches every month? No. It's because we're only going to get one. <laughs> and then we're going to see Roman fight Samoa Joe. We'll see Roman fight Braun again. Uh, and, and I, I don't know, it might not even be Roman versus Brock at SummerSlam. It might just be, you know, John Cena again, and then he'll pummel John Cena or God forbid it'll be Daniel Bryan. Um, oh Jesus, I hope not. Yeah, that'll be the end of Dan. Um, yeah, I just, they, 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 we're either not seeing the guy, maybe it'll be Adam Cole, it'll be. Oh, no. Tiny. How many times do you think he could suplex Adam Cole? Hot tag question, Mike. <laughs> this is my first one in like a month. How many? Hot, hot tag. How many times could Brock Lesnar suplex Adam Cole and not get tired in how a many, minute? How many members of the Undisputed Era would it take to make Brock not be able to stack them and suplex all of them at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> Who would they have to recruit to make it too much weight to bear for Brock Lesnar. Heavy machinery. That's Otis is the next get ones to, to turn over. Yep. yep, they've already got yellow and black, so they'll fit in. I, I think it's that that's it's in the writing. It's coming. 
Heavy Machinery is joining the Undisputed you Era. Heard it here they, first. They're gonna have two tag teams. Yep. <laughs> That's how you get bigger. That's how you become the NWO. You need at least two tag team. You start building more tag teams, and then you're just you know instead of getting one guy, get another faction. All right, we've tried. I don't know what I'm talking we've about. We've tried Roman as a um, wisecracking, you know, rock type. Didn't didn't quite get over. All right, now let's try him as like an underdog Daniel Bryan type. Okay, that doesn't quite work either. He's like six four, like three hundred pounds. All right, he's really hot. Here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> we are gonna make him Roderick Strong. He's just going to be so annoying. You're going to be like, fuck, just give him the belt. Jesus, all right. We're sorry. We love him, okay? Can you just give it to him? This will be over. That's what they're doing. <laughs> yep. I, 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 and it's working. Yeah, like, I'm on board. They got me. We've we've identified it. Um, you know, I think awareness is, is key. <laughs> and, your, and your struggle um, to know, you know, if you're an alcoholic... Uh, you know whatever your whatever your vices are first step in fixing it is awareness we see that Roman Reigns is is going to win this title um, so just give him the damn title so we can have fun in the main event again I, it's not fun to see Brock come out there once a month and he jumps from one foot to the other and then he just doesn't get pinned I, I just I'm, I'm done I, I'm done and I, I swear I swear to God, if it's Bobby Lashley, I'm gonna murder someone. Yeah, he he had some pretty scary botches too. We we haven't touched on him. Um, oh my gosh! Like we we hit on um, goodness gracious, we hit on poor Titus, uh, Jeff Hardy, uh, the women's division. But Bobby Lashley, dude, can you not can you not kill Big Cass? That's seven feet of man falling on that neck. Uh, yeah. And I'm trying to remember who else did he botch that? He had another. Um, he had one of those hanging suplexes he was trying to do, and then he just kind of dropped the guy. Because um, he dropped Ca I mean, he dropped Cass on the ropes, but Cass. there was somebody else he had in the center of the ring that he dropped. Oh, I didn't see. I don't. I can't remember that. <clears throat> I just know he killed Big Cass. That's all. Like, that. That's the thing. Is like this guy is already someone I I'm, I didn't need. I, when I heard Bobby Lashley was coming, I I wasn't like, oh boy, like. Yeah, they're already they're selling him on reputation, but he never really had one with did us. Did anything? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yes, he's an incredible physical specimen. Um, you know, what if Shelton Benjamin was ripped, uh, like Conan the Barbarian? Okay, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, what if Apollo Cruz looked kind of mean? Whoa! Oh my God! You know. Uh, yeah. But he doesn't. He doesn't have any. He still has not said a word on the microphone. Still. Yep. Um, and now his power moves. He's. I, I don't know. Is Big Cass that oily? I don't know. Why are you taking those well, risks with a guy who who just came back from injury? What are you doing? A lot of that. A lot of that too is uh, is on Big. I mean, I shouldn't say a lot. Some of it's on Big Cass because when you do those lengthy suplexes, that is a core exercise for the guy who's being lifted. He's got to go legs straight in the air and, like, squeeze. It's like, Arr! Like, you can't, like, 
Lashley's doing very little when it comes to lifting a guy and holding him in the air besides just balancing a person on your shoulder. Like, a lot of that, of, of the balancing act, is Big Cass. So as much as Bobby Lashley, his, his, this is his fault for dropping I mean, Big Cass. Yeah. There's, there's some of this where it should have been like, all right, um, here's, we're going to try this again, Big Cass. Because they, they tried it, and Big Cass comes down. You know, so now it's try number I, two, and it should have been, you know what, I can't do this. Let's not do it. And instead they went, all right, one, two, three, hup! I think Crack! Yeah, I think <laughs> you're right um, to an extent. I mean, they, you know, usually both parties kind of have some responsibility. I, it's just, yeah, you know, Kurt Angle was out there uh, pushing 50, broken freaking neck, which is real. Um, and even his German suplexes, I never feel like the person he tosses is in danger. Um, you know, he's, he said yeah. it in podcasts that, you know, he, he knows what this business is. He, if he's doing something to you, he's going to protect you. You know, he doesn't want you to get, you know, uh, you know, fatally injured. Um, a broken freaking neck. He knows what a broken freaking neck feels like. Um, <laughs> so there's always power. There's always, um, aggression behind his suplexes, but I, I never look at him and think that person's dead. Um, <laughs> well, can I, can I like make this point? even worse i like uh the announcers were were mailing it in uh jeff hardy definitely mailed it in jinder mahal mailed it in the roster top to bottom mailed it in this was not a big deal don't do that move and kill big Cass. like there's no reason that a move like that should have been going down because you're not you're probably not getting a lot of viewers out of this anyway. It's on at noon. Everybody's at work. And then the only way that people are going to see it later is talking about it and going, wow, did you see Bobby Lashley kill the guy? <sighs> I don't know. Like, there was no reason to go up for that a second time. And I know Bobby has to do stuff like that, but when you can't do it, you can't do it. Simple as that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't heard <clears throat> we haven't heard anybody, you know, tweeting about it yet or, you know, Big Cass and, saying anything about it. And he it. finished the match. Yeah, I mean, Cass still was able to, you know, be in the bottom two. He wasn't, like, you know, nursing his neck or anything like that. He, you know, right. at the very least, you know, Finn Ballard it and just, you know, gutted it out and kept going. But, man, it was a, it was a scary moment. And I, I think that's why we didn't really get a lot of replay coverage on it, um, just in case he was legitimately hurt. Um but i don't know i i it, it just it was it was it's you know it, it's funny because we were talking about this being a house show and yeah you know guys not taking a lot of risks and that's that's the risk they took that's one of them uh bobby lashley trying to pick up big cast um essentially is that i don't think he's officially had a match yet on uh on smackdown he might he might Correct. have been part of he might have been you know had some pummeling of Daniel Bryan behind the behind the curtain but you know this is our really our first exposure to seeing Cass you know in a in a match you can get a win or a loss in and uh, you know we're not huge yeah. fans of the guy um, he's he's trying his damnedest to evolve that character you know I, I kind of liked it where you know you guys are giving all the credit to Daniel Bryan I came back too you know knee injuries are tough um, he's a big man you know we saw what a leg injury can you know, humble the undertaker. Um, you know, when you're seven foot tall, you know, you, you, those legs got to do a lot of work. 
Um, yeah. So that guy busted his ass to get back, and you know I, I'd hate to see him, you know, have a, a real, you know, stone cold or Kurt Angle type injury. Uh, accidents happen. I know it's just it wasn't a it wasn't a buckle breaking in the corner. It was somebody going for a power move and screwing it up. So I think yeah. that's why we're really upset. Uh, I, and you know if if it was somebody we love attempting that, you know, if Braun had dropped him, we well we love Braun. It's just. It, it doesn't help that Bobby Lashley has not really endeared himself to us yet. So, yeah, <laughs> he's and he's killing guys. Damn it. Um, yeah, I I don't know. And, and we're we're running short too on what what else to talk about this. And and really, we've we've talked a lot about a show that doesn't matter. Like, uh, we've given more than a minute now uh, on this. Yeah, you know, uh, compared to how many guys were were in the Royal Rumble match, um, there were there were some some pretty um, uh, when there were when there was cheering, I was pretty impressed. Um, when we got to hear the Cena sucks, um, I was skeptical if people were actually going to do the delete. Um, but I think Matt Hardy just from repetition, he's like, "No, you guys are doing this chant before I win these belts." And by God, he got them to do it. Um, it it yep. took a little coaxing, but he got it out of them. Um, you know, that's the kind of enthusiasm that dude has, where you know he can he can take a bunch of you know people with you know binocular ones and actually go, okay, delete, delete. You know, he he got it. He got it out of them. Um, but I think with those those that crowd interaction being few and far between, I think you know it was interesting to me. It even threw off John Cena who, you know, in the beginning had to basically, you know, put on that WWE ambassador hat. Yeah. Something he's, you know, comfortable with. He's, he's, no issues at all being on the microphone. Um, and even he was trying to, you know, do the cheap pop, Mick Foley style, drop in Saudi Arabia. And he, John Cena was getting crickets for cheap pops. It's, we should have, we should have kind of had a feeling right there. Um. I don't know going forward what the plan's going to be if they're going to request. Hey, you know they they might redesign how they set up the arena. I'm wondering, because um, I don't. That's a that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know if WWE. You know, obviously the rich people want to sit close, um, but I wonder if they're going to, you know, like give them preferred seating on the on the side of the hard camera, so that you mm-hmm. can't you know see all the. Um, naps and yawns um look like you know look like drax listening to the the plan in infinite infinity wars um but it didn't look like there's a lot of interest there Um, yeah i mean and part of the problem too is um like that 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 stadium or arena you know they're 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 making you know some of the decisions too and who knows what the you know like if if they plan it the same way our north american arenas work with you know 20 30 suites and a bunch of people fitting in each one like i i you know who if if they're setting everything up the same way or if this is you know like that's the preferred way is to sit on the main floor and then you know then you have to argue with you know the the people that built saudi arabia (laughs) yeah you're not sitting here because you're boring um Yeah, I, I mean, it might just be something, too, where maybe we don't put this on TV. Maybe we put it on TV in Saudi Arabia, and then that's it. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't even really want to give the fans too much credit for the Cena Sucks stuff, because they 
they weren't they weren't into that show they didn't help me get into it um and you know it's not it's not the same thing as like watching uh new japan and like they will just not you know they'll sit on their hands uh the, the crowd will in japan but that's like i've heard the stories like that's normal this was a crowd that would go nuts for certain things so we know that they're capable of standing up waving their arms and screaming but then most of the time they just were bored and on their phones and not interested at all so it's it's different you know what i mean like there's the cultural aspect like in japan and then there's the i don't care is what we saw yesterday yeah we didn't see the the demographic we didn't see wrestling fans um up front um yeah, I mean, you know, just, it, you know, just, it, I mean, it kind of reminded me too. You know, even at WrestleMania, unless it's like Roman Reigns level nuclear, you know, heat like boo. WrestleMania crowds are so huge and like, um, you know, like they are in like particular quadrants. They're they're far away. It's hard to coordinate. You know, chants sometimes even those you know can get a little stretched. So it's hard to hear what the crowd's exactly, you know, saying in unison. You can kind of hear different sections, you know, doing different chants. Um, so it seemed like that aspect yeah, was happening um, yesterday as well. Um, because it's, you know, it's hard to coordinate when you're that far away, especially when the people on the bottom aren't, you know, they have the, the sound coming up, you know, shooting it up, and they're not contributing to any of the noise. I, I think that yeah. hurts it too. Well, I think it's just, it's one of those things where, like, to some, I think the best way to sum this all up, like, our, our point of view, too, you're, um, you're not going to get a show that's memorable out of this. Um, so, like, the next, okay, so you accept that. Uh, the next thing is don't take a lot of risks. Um, and then the next step after that means, okay, so this isn't going to be super memorable, so we aren't going to take a lot of risks. Uh, we're not going to be changing titles, um, so you know this isn't super story driven. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do we need to bring global attention to this show? No. Do they bring global attention to a house show in Lansing, Michigan? No, they don't. Well, it can happen, and that us, you know, the I, I'm I'm in Lansing now. That crowd will enjoy the show they'll appreciate it they'll go home and then that's it i think that's the decision they should make or at least at least uh either consider the next show has to mean something and then you can take risks um but if it's if it's gonna be uh i don't want to say like i'm not trying to sound overly negative when i say pointless to the story but that that's just you know that's what happened um, if it's if it's not going to push the story forward, I mean, think about it. Like that's what we watch this for. Admitted, this is a soap opera. If the if there was an episode of a soap opera where they let it off and said this will mean nothing, you know, I'm sure there's the soap opera fans that just would they were like, why would I watch this episode? Yeah. This means nothing. So just don't don't put it on TV. Don't have my brother request a day off from work. <laughs> <laughs> to watch that dog shit. Yeah. And don't put Big Cass in the air twice and break his neck. Well, you know, j- like it's simple. Just real quick too. I know we, you know, we kind of talked about the wrestlers. It seemed like they were, you know, kind of doing a safe show. Um and I, yeah. I I personally, how hard would you be busting your ass if if nobody's even watching? You know what I mean? Um Yeah. But I, I also no, want to give 
some credit as far as you know the the crowd not being as energetic as they could have been with the booking mm-hmm. uh you know it's a five hour program and you know arguably you had to wait uh you know almost almost two you had to sit through two hours of you know pointless matches you know before it, then yeah. they started to do it like they tried to do them like in order of importance you know, like as far as, you know, if, if an Intercontinental title was on the line, or, you know, if a U.S. title, or an Intercontinental, or a SmackDown title, or a Raw title, and then the name of the event. Um, you know, we talked about it for NXT TakeOver. Uh, they, you know, we weren't sure how they are going to book it. And, you know, they did the huge emotional payoff last with Gargano and Ciampa. Um, mm-hmm. But they opened it up with, you know, a 45-minute ladder match. Um you know, so you, you, you get the crowd amped up. You know, you pull the curtain with something super exciting and go like, man, I can't wait to see what's next. But they did a, you know, pointless John Cena match, and then they jumped into the cruiserweights, and then they were doing the, you know, the Botchamania matches with Jeff and Matt Hardy going back-to-back, and it, it was just kind of like a, a slog. And then in the Royal Rumble itself, we had so many terrible entries, just, you know, you know mixed tag teams popping in there. Uh, it in a way, the Saudi Arabian crowd is also kind of reacting to what they received. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, maybe I, I get that, you know, Cena as the ambassador, they wanted him to come out and thank them, uh, you know, for, for hosting and, you know, finally getting into the, you know, WWE um, universe, bringing that home, but... You know, if, if they could have opened that up with, you know, Seth Rollins, I think that would have helped things out a little bit. You know, kind of kind of spice up the booking. It, it was tough. It was like you had to just keep sitting there and waiting and waiting and waiting for something big to happen. And then even in that rumble, yeah. you know, you know, you can't get excited about, you know, entry number 17 because there's still 33 more guys coming out. You know, and then it's, you know, no offense. It's just, you know, Epico or Primo coming out or... You know, some guy on NXT who's not even on, you know, the weekly programming. He's he's lower level than NXT, so we don't even we don't even know who these people are. Right. Uh, you're bringing out <laughs> WWE legends. Okay, you bring out Mark Henry, who can't even move. Uh, yeah. You save one of the electric entrances and Chris Jericho for number 50, so, you know, you're only going to see him for, like, five minutes. Uh, you know, you bring out Hornswoggle as one of the legends. Uh I don't. I don't know. You know, it it really felt like everything was to blame. Like the wrestlers mailed it in. The the bookers kind of just said, "Ah, we'll just go in order." Um, and then the crowd just basically, you know, had to, you know, be uh, disconnected, um, you know, separated from each other. Um, you know, they were basically watching TV monitors because they there's no way the people who were wrestling fans were close to any of the action. Um. Yeah. So at least we know what to work on for next year's Saudi Arabian event. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I. I think you know. I think. I think we summed it up the right way. It's just. It's not. It. It's got the local flair. It means a lot locally. Um. And it doesn't mean a lot globally. Uh. So I think that right there is reason enough. You know. Just. Either. Either make the changes or. Uh, just keep it. Keep it local. Yeah. So I, I think we beat this 
uh, this horse down. Overall, it's, it, it's definitely overall, dead. it was it was a probably about a D plus. Um, I mean, you still got some yeah. cool moments out of Braun pummeling people. You still got Daniel Bryan yeah. going coast to coast um, in that fifty man rumble. Um, what the, Seth yeah, Rollins, Mojo, let's, let's talk about moves. NXT. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's not yeah, it's not necessarily the performers. We know they're still good. It's you know, it's it's over. Let's go to backlash. Let's get some, you know, matches and storylines that matter. Um Yeah. Yeah, we can touch on NXT here. Um I know. I I just uh, it's making me it's making me sad now. Just continue like uh, there's we we could say almost nothing else, but this, you know, that that just it's an overall disappointment. Um but um mike who did who did i get to see on nxt yet again good old roddy strong yeah showing up calling me out uh letting me know that i'm being heard uh because he said he's rot you know the old roderick strong is gone i'm the new roderick strong almost basically speaking to me as as we've made so many predictions since the start of brothers of discussion it can only mean the wwe is is one of our few subscribers (laughs) And uh, they, they honestly get everything from us. So when they heard how much I hated Broderick Strong, they decided let's have him do a promo about how different he is, um, but have him be exactly the same. So <laughs> I, I, I'm still uh, not a hundred percent sure I'm on board with Roderick Strong on the Undisputed Era. Um, that that is now my most recent T-shirt purchase. So I've decided I'm all in on the Undisputed Era. Uh, mostly Adam Cole, uh, definitely Kyle O'Reilly, <laughs> uh, but Roddy Strong, uh, I don't know. I guess they're coming out with a new Undisputed Era t-shirt, which is why the one I bought was only 15 bucks. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I, I, that's fine. I just want to show off my love for the Undisputed Era. I don't need a brand new t-shirt to do that. Um, but I... I don't know. Uh, again, this is fun to talk about because I feel like they are talking just to the brothers of discussion. We are we are the heartbeat of the WWE fan. I, and you know, honestly, this is a little plug for ourselves. I listen to other wrestling podcasts. I don't think anybody does do the same coverage that we do. Like nobody talks about like how we're talking about uh, how to book how to book a show. Like not not who's gonna win and how you know how that person's gonna win, but the fact that that show yesterday should have been a locally marketed program and that's it. Nobody else is talking about that. Yeah. We we talk about, you know, these guys being boring, storylines that have been going on too long. And now Roman Reigns is definitely going to win the title at the next pay-per-view because we've decided it's okay. <laughs> Saying all of that and getting back to Roderick Strong, that's why that was fun to watch for me. Because that felt like that was me getting them you know like them saying all right all right we've heard you roderick strong is on every show we're gonna give you one more middle finger at the greatest royal rumble but here's this promo letting you know that he's he's gonna change he's he's gonna be a new a new side of his head balding man um <laughs> way too big of a head for a human oh being oh my god um Roderick, and, and here he is, Roderick Strong. <laughs> he, uh, I like, uh, you know, he's he's doing fine. Uh, they let all the undisputed members cut a promo, and I don't. Yeah. I think the only one who who kind of lagged behind was Bobby, and he's usually he's usually you know the ace. Um, 
Oh, I, I think there's reason. I mean, I think right now, I think they made a pivot. Roddy Strong came over because they wanted the Undisputed Era to really... Like, I, I really think, like, this is this is something that's going to last maybe even past next WrestleMania. Um, I think th- I think they like building up this, this faction, and, and I think they want to make their own Bullet Club. Um, it, it's just, you know, Balor Club wasn't working, um, and maybe it'll come back. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. But I, I really think they wanted to build this Undisputed Era after the most recent NXT TakeOver. I think this is, this is really going to be a, a faction that'll probably add a couple more guys. And what they couldn't have was two guys carrying this faction um but all that being said bobby fish is taking a step back because he's not wrestling right now um and i think they want to they want to give roddy strong a chance to build his undisputed era you know heel character at you know heel ish even though i love the undisputed era um you know so so he's going to become a little different and and you know that this is also an opportunity for Kyle, who's again going to actually be in these matches to, to speak a little bit more. So I, I think it I think it's okay. I think it might have been strategic for Bobby to to not speak as much. Um, but I think we all know the Hulk Hogan in this. Um, not uh, that that actually sounds like an insult. What I'm about to say, uh, I'm referring to like Hulk Hogan as NWO. Uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan leading leading the NWO. Yeah. The whole I'll just say it. Hollywood Hogan in this is Adam Cole. He is driving the ship. Um, I, there isn't an undisputed era without Adam Cole, baby. Um, and that's 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 all I need to hear. I just need to hear that guy. Oh my God. Yeah. Every uh, promo is so good. You know, he's the he's the Shawn Michaels DX or you know, and uh, Shawn had to leave. He's the Triple H. He's He's the mouthpiece. He knows how to just use his expressions to be a heel. It, you know, we we talk. Yeah. We can't talk enough about him. Um, I, I think uh, that's actually a good point. I think I think the next addition to the undisputed era is going to be some muscle, some beef. I think they they need yeah they need a diesel um, added to that team. You know, it, it's they are you know uh conniving heels and tricksters um you know loki type bad guys if you will that they're just so yeah they need a bad. they need a big they're, e they're on good. their team they need a diesel yeah, yeah for sure and i think that's the next step for this team um i i wouldn't see them expanding too much more i i'd see it kind of stopping it you know maybe five uh yeah i don't know i'm thinking 20 jesus man we saw how well that worked <laughs> just kidding um you know what? What's funny is I thought you said Batista, and I was like, "Yeah, no. oh, that'd be great." Put Drax on the team. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's not gonna happen. I don't know. I, you know, I got to, I got to, I got to see one of my favorites again. Um, you know, Heavy Machinery was in ring action again. Um, I yeah. guess, I guess uh, Riddick and and Tito are are breaking up. Uh, Tino just kind of walked out. Um, you know, we, we've we've kind yeah. of glossed over him in weeks past, where he's, I don't know what he did, but he gets some pretty good heat um, as far as people booing him. Uh, it's just his face. Is it his face? <laughs> it's that goddamn face. That's all it is. <laughs> it's smug. I didn't want to punch him in the face. That's all. He's born to be a heel. Like, I don't know. Like, if I if I looked at Adam Cole and he was wearing a suit, I think without the long hair, I'd go, oh. I this is a cool looking guy yeah. 
But uh, like the long hair, you're like that's a heel. Same thing with Tito. Like he, he, that piece of shit face. Oh my god, I I hate him so much. Yeah, Tino, stupid, Tino, I, I, I don't know what it is, but I hate him too. Um, <laughs> he he was uh, he was in the midst of the heavy machinery battle, and they were saying Tino sucks, Tino sucks, and he had uh, he had my boy Otis uh, Dozovich on the ground, and he he it's. It's it's just like Adam Cole. It's it's not that it's anything new. It's just that they know how to put their little spin on it. And they were saying Tino sucks, and he just kind of gestures, and he's like, "Me, this guy's on the ground," you know. And he just keeps stomping away, but he just takes that little yeah. second to acknowledge it and then dismiss it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. No, it's it, it that 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 guy. He's eating it up. Yeah, I I haven't. I can't recall hearing him on the mic. I don't know if he has a ridiculous voice or not, but if his if his entering body language uh, can be matched on the microphone, he's he's gonna be fine. Um, oh yeah. Oh, like he's somebody I would have I would have been excited to see him in the fifty man Royal Rumble. Um, just to see him kind of you know do some smirking and you know flexing and <laughs> you know general heel <laughs> tactics you know before getting you know eliminated by Braun or something like that, but. Yeah. Um, good for him. I'm glad the crowd still reacted to him, and it, and it, it looks like it's kind of getting momentum. Um, and it feels super organic because you know we we again you know we don't hear him on the mic. Uh, it's it's just we don't like you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. The rest the rest of the show was kind of predictable. I I was excited for the. I I thought Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano was gonna be fun, and then you you pointed out no, it's, yeah, they, I mean, it's they not they still employ not. Tommaso Ciampa. That that's not happening, bro. Not yeah. happening. <laughs> um, uh, but that you know that was fun to watch. That they put on such a great match at Takeover. I'm I'm okay with that continuing. Um, There's no way. And I guess Gargano's going on another vacation. For a yeah, how bit. many honeymoons does this guy get? Oh my God. Uh, he's getting a lot. Uh, and then you know that, and they replace it with uh, Alistair Black and Eric Young, um, fun but more confusing I think as you you put it uh, before we started recording just with these this weird I mean it happened all the way through the Greatest Royal Rumble like you knew who was gonna win and lose uh, because of people switching shows going from Raw to SmackDown SmackDown to Raw and now you have guys going from NXT to SmackDown and Raw and, and, Raw, and they're still on NXT programming yeah um it, it's yeah like there was no way Eric Young was winning that match uh it, <laughs> Just, all right, yeah, so Alistair, you get the title for two weeks, and then uh, Eric Young is going to take the title away. <laughs> like, no, it's, That's... it's not happening. I mean, I, I know, you know, I'm not I'm not breaking down walls here, and people are going, oh, yeah, that's right. That's okay. I know I'm not saying anything. Yeah. I... It's just, it's it's weird. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone who, you know, gun to their head would have picked Eric Young to walk away at the title, but, you know, in a pinch, you need somebody credible who... You know, knows how to, you know, strike, knows how to sell. It's Eric Young. He's the pro. You know, yeah. we talk about him. We, you know, we think he could be the next, you know, Matt Bloom, uh, you know, teaching people how to be good at this job. And, uh, yeah. uh, you know, he cuts really good heel promos. Um, I'm sure he'd love to hear that from us. You would be a great coach. It, well, well, how long, how much longer do you have? <laughs> You know what company you know what company's in. You know what a hassle it took just to get, you know, 
Daniel Bryan a shot. You know, he you know lost a WrestleMania match in 10 seconds. It, it took a lot of fan effort to get Daniel where he was. So, yeah. you know, Eric Young, it, it would be tough for me to, you know, fathom seeing him holding gold. You know, we, we saw what they did with Bobby Roode. And, you know, Roode arguably has the look. Um, and he's kind of floundering away. So, you yeah. know, Eric Young's just, he's just there because he's, he's, he's a professional. Maybe he's a better example. You know, we were talking about Roddy being, um, you know, he's the gunner. He can be the slot receiver. He can line up at corner if you need him. Uh, that, maybe that's a better um, analogy, you know, to use it on Eric Young. He's he's a chameleon. Um, yeah, I like that. I think when he walked in, he you know, the crowd recognized him, recognized his efforts, embraced him as a face. But, uh, you know, it, he does good as a as a leader, you know, bringing in Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane, um, you know, kind of watch, letting them learn from him, you know, how to be, you know, uh, a character. So, you know, good for I I wasn't yeah, upset I, with seeing that that matchup because it's it's a it's a perfect oh, it's I'm a perfect one off. It just it, it's it's another uh, <sighs> where this whole week was just kind of like, you know. Uh, uh, you 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 asked uh, you know early on in the show who who helped their stock this week. It doesn't you know it never it, it it doesn't help anybody's stock when you put in a match that isn't that doesn't matter. I mean like if you go to a house show, you're not you know like you don't ask the same questions because it it just it feels like well this doesn't really help the storyline. This this is more like practice for these guys and that's that's the only thing that it, it uh, I. Like that takes anything away from the matches for me. It's like just that. That's where I like. I just watch it and I kind of. I'm not. I'm not upset that Eric Young is getting that. You know that main event shot. I'm just more upset at the timing of it. And I'm just like no. Like it, it's just the difference between my shoulders being up. Yeah. And me being on the edge of my seat to them dropping and me laying back in my in my couch. Nah. I don't know. I'm just whining now. I. I did want to give a shout out today. Uh, to what I think is turning into a very intriguing SmackDown storyline. Um, and surprisingly enough, it's not two of the best wrestlers uh, in the program, which I'm, I don't know, now I'm thinking about it. So many, This could be interpreted so many different ways. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of Charlotte and Asuka, yeah. but in fact, I ha- am having so much fun watching Carmella and the Iconics tear down charlotte um i i just we couldn't go another show without talking about how what an amazing job they're doing and carmella i know she doesn't need to hear it from anybody um i she's owning owning this this opportunity absolutely owning it she is having so much fun up there she like um you know, I was just I was just talking about like with the Avengers and it doing so well. So there's so many actors that love being the character that they are. Like they absolutely adore being their character. She is doing so well because Carmela loves being Carmela, and and the icon- iconics too. They love being they love being best friends. Yeah, <laughs> I just like and they have they have such a great easy way of turning whatever they would probably normally do in their free time. And just turning it into a promo, yeah. and and even like uh, them being new, uh, and I, I know I, I'm just just forgive me with what I'm about to say. You know, like even with the Australian accents, 
It's not even anything where people want to do a what chant, which I'm so I hate that so much. Yeah. It's one of my least favorite things that wrestling fans do. They're not doing it because they are just so charismatic and there's like and there's their nonstop conversation. So you don't really have a chance to 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 be a dick and say what. Uh, but all, all three of them right now, tearing down Charlotte is I I I love it. it. I can't wait for those segments. It's almost as good as the Fashion Police. Almost, Woo! but hmm? right. It's my absolute favorite segment on Raw and SmackDown. I think easily. Well, it's nice when a you know, like a comedy act is actually funny, not like labeling yeah. it the comedy act. Um, yeah, I actually enjoyed their not remotely accurate impressions of Charlotte. You know, it's just like juvenile and immature you know just kind of a mocking uh-huh. um uh-huh. you know like mocking the big jock on campus you know kind of <laughs> like doing kind of a a mean girls thing you know one thing that is kind of interesting how how did an australian how did australia get by um that the wwe machine where it seems like you know if you're uh, uh vaguely middle eastern your your music has to be middle eastern um, you know, if you're, if you're black, you become a victim, like crime time. Um, how, or uh, look at this, uh, Jack Swagger, you know, he's British, so he had to come out to, you know, um, you know, hail the queen. How did Australia get by that? Jack Swagger's British? Who did I say? Oh, Jack, Jack Gallagher. Gallagher. Good. Jack Gallagher. Gravy. Yeah, I was going to say, Jack Swagger was like the, the American. Yeah, he couldn't be more American. American. <laughs> you yeah, heard Jack it here on Brothers okay. of Discussion, your hope for all wrestling information. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> all right, got to write down that timestamp so we can delete that segment. Um, no, they you're right. Like, like as it's Aborigines great. with like a didgeridoo. Oh, my God. Like, they're on a safari, you know, looking for koalas or something like that. Right. I don't know how Australia got through that, that filter. Um, I'm glad they did, because these two are funny yeah. as heck. Um, they get just get to shine because of who they yeah. are. Which, Vince, just defines people by their outside appearance or their <laughs> where they came from, which, you know, it's pretty shallow. You know shallow, what they say, judge but... a book by its cover. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny if Vince actually grew up and his father like misquoting and his it. were yeah. always yeah like they just didn't know that like that would be so refreshing Vince to know McMahon that senior he... son I'm giving you the keys to the family business and just one piece of advice if you could never forget judge a book exclusively by its cover <laughs> he's got like plaques in his office Little posters of a kitty, you know, looking at a book. Judge a book by its Don't cover. Don't read the about the author. Don't open the flap. You just look <laughs> at the cover and you say, "What can I? What do I love about this?" <laughs> Maybe it's your favorite color. Maybe it's a shape you like. Maybe you just like, you know, the outside of it. That's. Maybe it's leather bound. Yep, that's right. Maybe it's blonde. Maybe it's got a tan. Maybe it's a book that can, you know, support a lot of weight. You know, you can put it under a big, heavy table. Ooh, you know, and it'll, it won't get broken when you put it through a table, you know. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't, you know, don't get any black books. You know, make sure they're white pages. 
Jesus. White books, you know. <laughs> well, how many black WWE champions do we have? None. There, I said it. Damn and it. it all comes back to that. <laughs> all right, well. <laughs> all right, the moral of the show. Now we're at an hour and 22 minutes. Uh, another yep, marathon I'm, I'm episode here tap. of Brothers of Discussion. Um, <laughs> and now that we've gone down a vaguely WWE racist yep. rabbit hole, uh, we could probably oh, put the brakes on Just the best way for episode. people to remember the show. Yeah. Don't forget, it was BODpodcast.com. <laughs> you will never forget, it was BODpodcast. <laughs> Brothers of Discrimination. Oh, my God. Podcast.com. All right. Uh, we know. We support. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope you all understand. That was my brother tearing down. Burn it oh, down! Geez. All the horrible decision making going from WrestleMania and now moving forward. Uh, oh God! Well, yep, that's a good way to end the show, Mike. Uh, I, 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 again, uh, had a, had fun hanging out with you, but man, oh man, fix whatever this greatest Royal Rumble, <laughs> fix it into being whatever it was, into what it should have been, or what it can be, or take it off TV. Um, thank you, Iconics. NXT, you're you're doing great. A little less Roddy Strong, <laughs> and uh, that's uh, that's it for me. Yeah, that's it for good me old too. Man, hating Roddy good Strong. old Thanks, good everybody. brother Michael. And that's uh, find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Subscribe, review, go to bodpodcast.com and uh, at bodpodcast as well on Twitter, and find us that way on Facebook. And as a thank you for as a uh, teaser for next week, uh, Matt and I are gonna take turns trying to do karaoke. For Nakamura's new entrance song, Japanese Rat. Oh, boy. <laughs> Come on. I would like to learn Japanese. Huh? Yep. All right. Sorry. Bye, everybody. Bye.